I grew up on the East Coast, and I lived in Philadelphia for a long time, and the, the rents are way too high if you're going to be a working artist. And, you know, I'm not, not to say that a lot of artists don't enjoy teaching, but you, you find a lot of people that go into academia who don't really want to be there, and it's simply to, a way to make a living. Um, and what they'd rather be doing is being an artist full time. And if you're going to do that, it's just, in my experience, a uh, place like Osage and a community like Bell in the Midwest is the, is the place to do it. Welcome to the Cedar Break Podcast. I'm your host, David Linaway. For today's 159th episode, I'm joined by Mark McLean and John Dorsey from Osage Arts Community in Bell, Missouri. You can check out their website at osageac.org. And we're going to talk all about what's going on in Bell, the Artist in Residence program, the Art Center, and all of the plans that they have coming up in terms of readings and events. So you'll want to stay tuned for that. Of course, if you are new to Studio Break, we want to just let you know we are a podcast and blog site. We feature a variety of different artists that come on and share their experiences from their studio and you can check them all out on studiobreak.com. Again, each of our posts have images and links, so you can find more information about the artists and, of course, these lengthy interviews. You can listen right there. You can go through the archive of episodes that we've had going on the left sidebar, scrolling through month by month, checking out all the podcasts that you miss. And, of course, you can also subscribe to the podcast in iTunes. Just follow that link, subscribe there, and uh, never miss an episode that way. So please check that out. If you want to get in touch, please say hello on Facebook. You can like our page there as well and check out some of the updates and news going on. You can also follow us on Tumblr. That's studio-break.tumblr. And, of course, you can follow us on Twitter and send us cool artwork, poetry, whatever you'd like, at Studio Break on Twitter. So please say hello. And with that being said, here is our interview with Mark and John from Osage Arts Community. So stay tuned. Well, I'm going to just kick it off and say hello to Mark McLean and John Dorsey. And uh, again, thanks for joining me this morning. So thanks for having us. Yeah, Thank you, Dave. And I guess just to start off introductions, Mark, you are the kind of director of Osage Arts Community, which is in Bell, Missouri, and John Dorsey, you are a current, I guess, a resident artist, poetry and screenwriting and things like that. So it'll be interesting to kind of break down all of that stuff for you. I guess just to <laughs> make people a little bit more familiar with uh, some of your backgrounds, Mark, why don't we start with you? Uh, could you just tell us a little bit about some of your background experiences and and how Osage uh, kind of got started? OAC, or Osage, has been in existence uh, for 12 years now. Um, my background uh, initially was in the medical profession, and then we changed over, or I changed over to um, the arts and have two graduate degrees from the uh, San Francisco Bay Area. And with a number of the cuts that happened nationally, we regrouped and refocused to where all of our board members, including myself, uh, live. And in 2004, we embarked on acquiring a piece of land and, and starting the uh, artist in residence 
program in 2004. So that was the journey in short. <laughs> and how about you, John? Um, I, I've been reading a little bit about uh, your background, but um, it's always nice to hear it directly from the artist. So, so where are you, uh, I guess, from? And could you maybe talk about some of the experiences uh, as we kind of break them down further as we keep going? Um, sure. I, it's hard for me to really tell you where I'm from because my dad was in the military, so I'm kind of from everywhere. Mm-hmm. But um, I, you know, if I had to claim a hometown, I, I would say that I'm from Pittsburgh because I spent most of my childhood there. But uh, in terms of my work, I, I've been involved in publishing since the early 90s. Um, and I took a hiatus from that for a little while, and then I worked as a professional screenwriter and uh, as a produced playwright. Since 2002, I, I've predominantly been back in uh, just doing poetry again and publishing in magazines and publishing books. And that's what I've been here at Osage to do to, to publish more poetry. Awesome. And I guess, cause I want to keep this nature jumping back and forth. Uh, so Mark, could you talk a little bit about, um, I guess just the, the program in terms of, you know, resources and, and, you know, what the community is, uh, I guess, especially kind of developed into, um, again, we can kind of talk about a lot of little points and I guess it's worth noting. Um, I, I was a resident there, uh, years ago, so it's very interesting to, to think about that evolution, I believe is the, <laughs> the word you use, but yes, Dave, that's, that was a long time ago when you were here, it was rich when we were young and, uh, we, we still feel very young as an organization, our program, we um, we host all all media artists with varied backgrounds, except unfortunately for uh, professional dancers. We don't have a professional dance floor yet, mm-hmm. but we entertain residents from uh, all media, and that's been really rich. We are John is our 82nd artist that we've hosted in these 12 years, national and international. When we award a residency to an artist, all their expenses are paid, a housing, a studio, um, all their consumables when they're uh, in residence. The only thing we don't pay for is their travel and then their their materials. Um, usually that relates to the 2 and 3D artist. We can accommodate seven artists at one time right now, and we have uh, we always typically always have studio space for app- applying artists. Summertime is challenging because we're typically on this unofficial academic schedule. Uh, most of the artists that we have teach in some capacity to generate revenue. So they have a lot of availability in the summertime, but, but we can always, we've always been able to find studios for uh, artists that we give awards to. So John, what's it like uh, since you're actually like on the ground there and, and I guess in the nature of kind of like moving across country and visiting all these different places and, you know, continuing to write, what has your experience uh, been like there? And, and could you tell us a little bit about the, the community and I guess what what you've encountered? Um, sure. For, first, I'll say before I get into that, that I have, unlike I think a lot of artists, I've spent most of my career traveling around I, I don't know, Dave, when you looked up my background, but I, I used to uh, I used to do about a hundred poetry readings a year for at least ten years, make probably more like twelve. Mm-hmm. So to move across country is that part of it is no big deal. 
Um, now, in terms of how Osage, like being here, has impacted me. I, you know, my writing is very much influenced at this point by by geography, by location, and predominantly by the people that I meet wherever I go. So I, you know, I find, so my work has been deeply influenced by Osage just by being here. The stories of the people that live in Bell. I, I try to tell some of that story within my work. So um, it's been nothing but a positive experience in, in that regard. But what I was going to ask you, you know, is that there's also kind of like that personal kind of narrative and, and you kind of alluded to it in terms of um, the, the people that you're interacting, you know, at Osage, with at Osage. And I guess I'm just kind of curious then, is there like a particular way that you kind of set about a, a, on a residency? And I guess since you've traveled and have so many experiences, I mean, how do you make this one a unique experience? Is, are, there, are there things that you do to kind of challenge your day-to-day or to go out and almost find adventures or things to write about? I don't know. I No, I, I think what makes any, anywhere that you live interesting is the people that live there. Mm-hmm. And I've always been a born observer. I used to go into shopping malls and I would sit by the fountain in the mall and just listen to people talk uh, and pick up pieces of, of their conversation and use that in writing at points. And um, I mean, you've been to Bell and the people here, I mean this in the best way possible. They're, they're truly characters and they're interesting and there's a richness there. And I, you know, my routine is just to go out, I'll go have lunch somewhere or whatever it is I do. I'll I'll talk to people. I'll listen to people. I've made friends with the ladies at the post office here. You know, everyone is, I I hate to put it this way because we're all people, but we're all source material too when you're a writer. And if you, you know, that's kind of my routine, just going out and being in the world. And, you know, I I think every community has something to offer in that regard. and, And Bell certainly does. Mark, I'm I'm curious, you know, in terms of uh, your role, you know, what is it like working with these different artists? And um, I guess could you tell us just a little bit about that that process? Because again, you you know said that you had about you know eighty or so plus uh, artists come through. Um, what's that experience been like? Your listeners can imagine um, myself. I'm not an artist. I'm an arts administrator, but I live here on the farm where they live. So I'm um, immersed in their, their community, the community that they create when they're here. When they engage each other in studio critique or just over um, sandwich and lunch and tea, just talking some afternoon, I get to be in that laboratory. And it's, um, it's difficult to put into words, but actually what you're imagining is is not even close to how wonderful it is. So it's a it's the best job I've ever had, and it's the best job I can imagine that a lot of people uh, could have. To to John's point about engaging the people that are here in our community, our in our larger Bell community, just to put things in context, um, we have 1,548 people that live in Bell. So it's a typical agricultural community. And as John said, there are uh, there are characters here, as you can imagine, in a small town that actually most of the people are from here, grew up here, and will die in this in this town. So they are known uh, known characters as well. Um, that's rich content, 
But then there's also this wonderful uh, opportunity that we've realized in these the time that we've been um, here as an organization. We started out as a farm in rural America in the woods. There's a, It's a 170-acre farm. There are about 30 acres of pasture, and the rest of it is all old-growth oak. So it's a forest. But we've evolved our program into Bell, into, into our little town. Four years ago, we op- just, just at four years ago, we opened an art center in town um, that's generally exhibition only. And it is the only arts venue in our community. So we have this bizarre phenomena that is an urban experience and rural experience at the same time, which is a little bizarre in the town, uh, 1,500 people. And then we also have studio space in town as well as, of course, on the farm. So that phenomena has really um, engaged our, our artists and residents that they can, depending on the length of time for the residency, John is here for a year, but we know we already have the, um, the relationship and the, the discussions that he will probably be here a lot longer. Typically, for the first 10 years that we were in existence, the average residency was about three months, but now that's been pushed up. We're at about six months now for an average. So we encourage our artists, uh, applicants to try to be here as long as they possibly can. Life is usually the obstacle, job and rent and things like that back at home. But the longer they stay here, the more rich experience that it is. But then we can bounce them back and forth between uh, town, the studios in town, and then on the farm to have them expand their experience if they desire. Otherwise, they can just be in the studio that they're assigned initially and and let the magic happen there. You know, it strikes me that a lot of um, listeners maybe have been uh, art students or gone to like art school. And one of the things that kind of leaves you, it seems like right after that experience is like a real kind of engaging community. And so that's one of the things, again, that, that we've been kind of talking about. And so I, I'm just curious, um, I don't know, is that, is that something that allows the community to, to also kind of grow and develop and, and take a different appreciation? You know, I, I worked at a, a Hobby Lobby, I think, <laughs> you know, immediately after graduation and I don't know, maybe that's not the, the correct uh, environment to talk to someone about art or something, you know, in terms of like framing art. Um, and so it strikes me again in a, in a town like that, that again, it almost takes on greater significance in terms of the way people might interact or, or learn something or maybe realize, um, you know, poetry and, and visual arts and whatever can be something that's really engaging and exciting. Well, Dave, I'll, I'll talk about that. And what I'll say is I, I think you're right. Um, we had a large poetry reading um, in the warehouse in downtown Bell that's owned by Osage on this past Saturday um, that I helped organize, and the the audience was the audience was so attentive in a way that I, I'm not used to, even having done this for a long time. We packed the warehouse. There there was such a large amount of people, and they were so responsive and appreciative. So yeah, I think there is like. Uh, there is the opportunity to embrace it even more in a community like this. And I guess I might follow that up just by 
I don't know, asking you a little bit more in terms of the, the kind of way that you kind of write, uh, John, um, cause you know, again, in terms of just kind of finding, you know, what I found on online and, you know, reading again, it, it seems like there's like this very relatable, almost perspective in terms of what you write about. And I find that in many instances, I'm kind of trying to imagine myself in, in similar situations or, you know, thinking about what they kind of echo for me. And I don't know, is, is that something that you, you find um, people tend to kind of resonate with in terms of your work? Or what kind of um, reception would you say or relationship, I guess, would you have? Um, yeah, I, I would say I believe in like an artistic accessibility. And that's what my work is all about. And, you know, a lot of the work I write is 100% true. Um, so that's why you may find it relatable. You, you know, it's uh, I, I want to give people permission to be screwed up, to be who they are. None of us are perfect. And I think that my work um, highlights that not only in terms of my personal relationship with the world, but like for everyone else out there. But um, in terms of the work that I've made at Osage, that's definitely true. Uh, and I just want to say that I, since I've been here, I wrote in the first seven weeks, I wrote about a little over a hundred pages worth of poetry and most of that uh was based around people that i met in uh downtown bell one of the things that you know in terms of this discussion that i start thinking about too is you know like it's hard to kind of escape this um this digital realm you know and i think especially like if uh, anybody's like following it like say something like an election um it can be something that becomes almost maddening and there's like this i don't know maybe just like this world that get, gets more and more like engrossed in this kind of way of experiencing. And it strikes me again, too, that, you know, my experience um, being a, a resident was really like a day to day kind of practice. And again, maybe something where, you know, like we're talking about in terms of uh, relationships. I mean, I, I believe that I want to say, Mark, you delivered a horse, um, if I'm not mistaken, while I was there. So in terms of just like, um, I don't know, just a different experience. Again, it just makes me, I don't know, wonder if you have any reflection on, on that in terms of, um, you know, being in, a, in kind of like a, a rural town, um, the importance of that, I guess, today. I don't know. And again, you could both <laughs> feel free to chime in there. Um, well, I'll just say briefly, like being in a town like this allows you to like hear yourself think in a way that other communities would not. I, I typically write from around 3 a.m. to 7 a.m. every day, and then I will go back to sleep. And, you know, when you're up and you're working at 3 a.m., there's there's not a sound in the world. And if there is, it's cows here. And that's uh, – but, um, you know, you just allows you to clear your head. And I, I kind of needed that coming in here, and I'll let Mark say what you say about that. And, Dave, it's a bit of sweat and then creativity. As you said, when you were here, we were delivering that whore, that cult, and uh, she's – seven eight years old now and she's Damn. beautiful she's running around and um but we also have the hogs and chickens and uh and um two dozen head of cattle and a number of other animals that are domestic and infinite array of wildlife that's here um but the sweat part is um available for the artist to engage there's it's a working farm not crops and not a whole lot of livestock, but it's an opportunity them for, for them to get out of their studio, engage the environment, 
even just by being a complete observer, or they can get their hands wet and or get a little dirty. Those things are uh, completely available. But then engage the environment by just walking through the forest, sitting by the river, feel the breeze on your face, and those countless opportunities for um, creativity that exist in the quietness of a moment. And then jump back into the in their studios and thrash away at what they what they'd like. There's and everything in between. You're making me nostalgic, Mark. <laughs> but I, I'm interested in kind of discussing maybe like the, the mission of Osage or, or kind of where you see yourself. But I'm also kind of interested in maybe the dialogue, um, some of the things that, that you guys have been talking about. You know, and it sounds like, again, the, the residency is, I don't know, something that's ever ever going to be kind of like progressing and changing and, and allowing, um, you know, maybe people that really engage with it a, a better opportunity to to kind of push it somewhere, I guess, is what I'm thinking. And Dave, that's a really interesting question. Um, it, there's a dynamic response, in my opinion, and it would be longer than you can possibly uh, entertain us on, this, on this, this time that you have with us. But in short, our, our residency program will always be, the core is the residency program. But as you can imagine, in these 12 years I've been, talking about what's been going on in town a little bit, but then also the core of the activity on the farm in the residency programs. We are, our programming is, has been evolving. Seven years ago, we acquired the uh, building that is the art center. The building's uh, 98 years old. We completely renovated it, state of the art. And what our 10-year organizational goal is, is to move and to create what we call Bell Art Town. And we are actively engaged in a uh, capital campaign now, $7 million, to acquire and renovate a black box theater space, performing arts center, a number of warehouse spaces. We also are actively acquiring small cottages that are tip, the typical house in Bell are these 100-year-old uh, clapboard houses. We're acquiring those. Uh, the town uh, peoples are donating them to us. The, the financial in institutions are donating them to us. And that is our um, housing stock for building the community out in Bell that will uh, house many different kinds of artists that they can, they can call home. And that campaign is a 10-year 10 10 year campaign to attract new artists to our residency program. Then they, they really bite into this experience that is Osage. And then we have had a lot of alumni that are interested in um, making Bell their home, living, working, having their work represented nationally and internationally. And then building a community that is art town. And that's, that's where my organization is going. But as I started with from this comment, we will always be a residency program. It seems like there's a lot of ambition too, in terms of kind of pushing and just kind of making it something that is going to be just a, a an experience that a lot of people can kind of come together and also kind of learn from each other. Um, 
And it kind of reminds me of that first thing that you said, too, in terms of just it being essentially just kind of like a, a blessing or reward to kind of work with all these different artists. So, again, that's very uh, interesting to hear. And, and I guess in terms of uh, writing, um, John, you know, in, in terms of um, building that community, is there is there any anything that I guess you're bringing um, in terms of t- to the discussion as, as an artist in terms of, um, I don't know, what you see? In terms of, I don't know, how things could be different. Um, you know, again, it's not an easy time out there for artists. There's a lot of, uh, you know, even in the visual arts, a lot of galleries closing. Um, a lot of non-traditional spaces become more more and more, uh, I don't know, mainstream almost. You know, more of where you find art. So, I mean, as an artist, do you, do you see potential for that? And I don't know, what's obviously we've talked a little bit about just the ability to work. I don't know, what do you see in that potential for artists? Well, you know, to be honest, like art art schools will tell you that to be an artist, you have to go to Los Angeles, you have to go to New York. But, you know, that may be where a lot of high-end art is being shown. But in my experience, that's not where most art is being made. Most art is being made and, and it's being made about as well the Midwest. And, you know, as you talk about hard times, you know, 99% of artists are maybe – you know, maybe I'm being a bit extreme, but most artists in time are going to have to move to the Midwest because the East Coast, the West Coast, like they're they're not going to be financially viable. They're not financially viable now. Um, I grew up on the East Coast and I lived in Philadelphia for a long time. And they, the rents are way too high if you're going to be a working artist. And, you know, I'm not not to say that a lot of artists don't enjoy teaching, but you find a lot of people that go into academia who don't really want to be there. And it's simply a way to make a living. Um, And what they'd rather be doing is being an artist full time. And if you're going to do that, it's just, in my experience, a place like Osage in a community like Bell in the Midwest is the, is the place to do it. And Dave, to that point, that is, as you say, pressure on our programming to that point, we've realized in these these 12 years is that the opportunity for our program to expand, to develop opportunities for our artists to become part of our community, that was the um, that concept was the impetus for our board to move in this direction of providing studio space in Bell, providing housing in Bell, long term to build a community, and then again, having artists being represented nationally and internationally, it's incredibly affordable to live in the Midwest. If you are an artist that needs to be in a big city like Manhattan and then be in the gallery scene actively, that's obviously one thing. But there are a number of artists a a national ocean of artists that don't necessarily need that. They do need that um, point of sale for their work, but that does not have to be in the place that they live. And that's, that's what we've explored with our alumni, with our artists in residence and to understand what their needs are professionally and then drilling down into 
in their studio work when they're here in residence. What do you need? We actively pursue that daily. We we are open to have that dialogue with those artists daily. And that is why uh, we believe our program is very dynamic, but it's the pressure has been on the artist in a very good, rich way for them to grab hold of that conversation and help us craft our programming in such a way that it's beneficial to all artists that are here now and in the future. And our board reflects on those um, comments, reflects on those improvements, but then looks at a broader opportunity or opportunities. And that's what we've realized is that, to John's point, nationally, it's very difficult to live in these larger cities day to day. And that's not necessarily where these artists are, are making their art. And the opportunity that is Osage that we found in our small, small input on the, the national scene is that to be able to provide housing and studio professional studio space and professional venues for the artists to work, thrive, and then court those uh, retail outlets, whatever that might be for their profession, and then be able to make a living on that, but live in a place that they they know their neighbors. They they help, you know, Mary and Larry next door paint their house, or they they're on the way to the post office and they'll pick up some mail for for um Mrs. Smith that lives across the street. That's the kind of uh, leave it to beaver kind of environment in a sense that, uh, that bell is and not, that's not for everyone. That's not for all artists, but many of your listeners are from little towns just like this. And many of my funders at the end of the day, they asked me, why should I contribute to to these kinds of activities. And I tell them the same thing that I was just mentioning there. I said, all of you are from little towns that are America. Every little town deserves these profound um, venues that are that represents the arts. And how would your life be different if in fact you had an art center in your, t- in your, in your small community or a theater or performing arts center and they get it. We all get it. And that is what the Bell experience, the Bell Art Town or the Osage experience really is fundamentally. Yeah, very interesting stuff. John, I, I was going to say, too, especially as, as someone from that, that academia kind of um, environment, I know exactly what you mean because I, I, I have a feeling that um, many of my colleagues have maybe kind of like started out with, um, I don't know, different aspirations, maybe in a different time. And I think uh, as that kind of continues, one of the biggest things that they want to just really focus on is making work and, you know, how do you make that as a working artist? And again, I I think it's interesting how, you know, just this environment kind of helps, um, I don't know, balance all that out. But it's always been kind of almost like a fantasy of mine, too, to kind of, I don't know, start, I don't know, or contribute to a community with all these kind of like, I don't want to say players, but, you know, people have all their specialties and I don't know. I would imagine that in an environment like the one that we're talking about, you know, everybody becomes integral to that that experience. Um, 
everybody kind of contributes to that experience. I, well, that's that's definitely true. I, I've taken something from every one of the artists that I've interacted with here and in my career. Um, and these, I'll say that this isn't my first residency, but I, I, I think it may well be my favorite of all the ones that I've been at. Yeah, I, I don't think that it has to be a fantasy, Dave. I, but you have to be willing to search out these experiences. I, I don't think, well, I know that Osage doesn't stand alone. There are other places like this all over around the country, but they're not, by and large, going to seek you out. You have to be willing to do a bit of digging. And when I came here, I didn't know anyone. I didn't know Mark. I wasn't connected with the Arts Center. And I found this community through um, the Alliance of Artist Residencies. And so those resources are out there. And, I, and I, I've heard young artists a number of times say, well, you know, I don't know how to find that or whatever. But in this day of like 21st century technology, I honestly, I think that's a poor excuse. And I think that if you want to seek out resources, there are people here that are not only willing to help you, but are happy to do it. And Mark's one of those people. You know, just because we haven't really talked about some of the other artists that, that have kind of come through there, Mark. Are there any kind of like highlights or experiences that, that maybe you could kind of talk about in terms of some of the diversity of some of the artists? And I guess, John, you could also maybe share some of your experiences since you've been there um, for, for a bit. I'll give you two ends of the spectrum. We had an artist here about five years ago. Salawut was from Bangkok, Thailand, uh, installation artist. He was here for a year, worked in the schools, worked with the, um, the our high school art classes. Um, and then we have another artist that actually is a large-scale port, uh, landscape painter. He He's from r- literally right down the road. RISD graduate. Um, and then also um, University Indiana Bloomington MFA. So both ends of the spectrum, Thailand, and then right down the road. Very cool. Very cool. And as far as individual successes, I guess that's, it's really just every single, as you can imagine in your listeners, every single artist that comes here comes with uh, an amazing satchel of talents and personal experiences. So they're all unique in, in, in their own way. But as far as something that was, is really grand or anything like that, they, they've all gone. I mean, we're listening to your podcast. I remember your, or they're listening to your podcast. I remember when you were here in a, a makeshift studio that were, that was under, under renovations, making frames and, and doing that. And now you are, your listeners know your background and they're listening to you because of your development that you've gotten to this level. So every journey is different and they, they've all been really rich. I don't, wouldn't want to say that they're, um, we are, our composers are performing at Carnegie hall or anything like that. But, but, um, but I can say humbly all the experiences that, this residency has afforded to our alumni have been rich to move their work forward for them to stand on a different platform or a higher platform to share their work with their, the community they choose. So we're really proud of that, but it's not necessarily profound, but it is profound uh, for them individually. Yeah. Dave, let me jump in there for a second and just say that um, I, the, 
the work that I have completed here, because I came in with a deadline and with a contract to write a book, and that book has uh, it's since been completed and will actually be released in hardcover in September on Tangerine Press in London. And because I met my deadline in about half the amount of time I needed to, um, I've already signed a contract for a second book with them, so I'm already into that here. So, you know, when Mark talks about about it being profound individually, um, the work that I completed here may may well have not been completed at all if I wasn't here. So, you know, in, in, in that way, it definitely has been a profound experience. And I guess just to follow that up too, John, are there usually like a, a lot of different writing projects that you're working on at a time, or is it usually kind of solely focused, you know, like prioritized in terms of if you have a deadline coming up or? Well, I, you know, I tend to schedule my projects like two or three years in advance now, but I'll only work on one at a time. But, um, you know, you know, right now I'm probably scheduled through 2018 um, in terms of publishing contracts, uh, but I, I'm just working on the next book for Tangerine as we speak. But once that's done, it'll be another thing and another thing. And I would continue to work as an artist even if I wasn't here, but I don't think it would have happened as quickly someplace else. And it, it, the book that I produced definitely would have looked entirely different because, as I said, a lot, a lot of what I wrote in that book was about people that I met in Bell. And if I hadn't met those people, um, whatever it is I would have done next would have been a completely different book. And I'm very, very happy with the work that I've done here. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad that it was done here. And are you able to kind of do readings and, and still kind of, I guess, is that traveler schedule still part of uh, what you have to do while you're, while you're in residence? Um, yeah, I, I don't travel to the extent that I used to, but that's a personal choice. But I do um, – I still do some traveling. Like I said, just this past Saturday, we had the big reading in Bell. But prior to that, during the same week, I was in Lawrence, Kansas. Um, I was in Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, next month, I'll be in Pittsburgh, and then I'll be back in Kansas City, and then I have to go to Buffalo – um, and then I have to go to Cleveland, Ohio, and then I'm uh, actually the uh, headlining speaker at Southeast Missouri State's Words Fair on uh, April 27th. Very cool. Is there is there a place that uh, listeners can find out more information about some of these uh, these deadlines and these dates? Um, well, the dates. Well, I, I mean, individually, like if you're at a university, of course, they have been listed on their website. Um, when I'm in Buffalo, I'm at Erie Community College, and I, I'm, of course, listed on their website. I'm on CMO's website for that event. Now, in terms of in terms of my deadlines, they're just that's an internal thing. But in terms of uh, projects that I've done um, and what's out there, I, I mean, you can just Google that. Um, you can if you Google Tangerine Press, they already have a page up for the book that I completed here. Um, it's called Being the Fire. Uh, and they list it as forthcoming, uh, but there's already a page for it on their website. All right. Dave, this is an exact example of what um, I was talking around earlier about my organization being flexible, working with working with the artist. Now, your listeners also know that when you're in residence, some agencies have obstacles that they don't, they're not, uh, they don't really allow artists to leave 
They want them to be in residence to focus on that experience. But what we've found that when we are more flexible with our artists, that they can go engage their community in many different ways and then be able to come back and be part of this, uh, continue the residency. That, because that's life. And we want this experience to be part of um, the, their, the artist's experience when they go home to wherever that home is. And then it continues. And it would be very short-sighted of us not to allow the artists to engage that community that, they're, that they, they need to engage, they desire to have engaged. Well, I guess as we're kind of getting ready to wrap up, I just want to throw it up to you, Mark. Is, is there anything... I guess really exciting that you're looking forward to in the next year at, at Osage. And obviously we've, we've got some of those uh, speaking dates from John. So I guess I could throw out the same thing for you, uh, John as well, but any, anything that is really exciting? Well, Dave, I'll just say those are my, those are my personal speaking dates, but the one thing that Mark and I are doing again, we had, we just had the reading here. We're having another reading here um, around the third week of September we're, we're going to have an evening of poets, um, an, evening in, an evening of novelists, and an evening of playwrights. And then that will be in September. Um, and I, and I want to continue to participate in that way and, and continue to organize events with, within my medium or roundabout within my medium. But I know Mark has other things that he's working on, so I will let him speak to that. Yeah, we have a vibrant exhibition schedule at the Art Center. I guess what I could do is let you know uh, our Facebook page is Osage Arts Community, and and then the uh, get the word out is um, John's John's the um, webmaster or uh, manager of that page. What and actually what's that Facebook page? Yeah, if you were to just go onto Facebook, because I don't have the link handy. If you were to just type in. Um, Get, get the word out or get the word out poetry in Bell. Um, you'll be able to find information on that. And I've been updating that on a consistent basis, usually about weekly. And I'm going to start booking people for September, probably tomorrow. So sometime in the next few weeks, uh, I may well have a full lineup for September already scheduled if you were to check back there. And then we also have at the warehouse, we've alluded to that. It's the that's what we call it, and that's the venue name. It's the warehouse. There's other names like the Dirty Castle, things like that, <laughs> but officially it's the it's the warehouse. Um, if you follow us on, just check out uh, Osage Arts Community Facebook page. They'll uh, it'll highlight those activities there. We have youth concerts there. We're um, we we open the space up for um, adult musicians. And we're interested in time to get uh, theatrical events in addition to the poetry readings and the poetry events. So there's a lot uh, going on in 2016, but I encourage you to visit that space. I don't know. I, I feel like I've run out of uh, little anecdotes that I can ask people. Uh, not anecdotes, but I, I could ask John, for example, what do people say to you when you're a writer and you're, you're getting a haircut somewhere? Because they always tell me they can't draw a stick figure. So I'm curious if... People say they, they they don't know how to write their name or <laughs> something like that. Uh, well, you know, I, I think like in like I, I grew up in a relatively small town, and and uh, you know, if you tell people you're a writer, if you write poetry, they're like, oh, I've read Robert Frost, or if you if you write fiction, they talk to you about the latest Tom Clancy novel, and 
that that's fine because that's what they know. That's what is out there in mainstream America. I work predominantly with uh, like a lot of underground material and a lot of publishers you may not have necessarily heard of. But, I, I mean, it's good. I, I just want people to read. So whatever you're reading is, is fine by me. I think that I think it's wonderful, however you choose to get it out there. All right. Well, again, I, I want to thank both of you for taking the time to speak with me. Again, it's um, very exciting. And, of course, listeners can check out OsageAC.org um, for more information about Osage. And be sure to check out the, the Facebook page and follow it. Again, sounds like there's a lot of events coming up. So, you know, <laughs> a lot of things that people can check out. So, yeah, thanks again, gentlemen. I appreciate it. Thanks, Dave. We appreciate it. Yeah, we appreciate you, Dave. Thanks for everything you're doing. Thanks once again to Mark and John for joining me. If you'd like to find out more information about Osage Arts Community, please visit osageac.org. And if you want to find out about some of the events coming up, you'll want to like and follow their Facebook page as well. So do that. Of course, John has a variety of speaking engagements coming up, so you'll want to check those out. He'll be the Speaker of Honor at Words Fair at Southeast Missouri State, April 27th, and of course, his book of poetry comes out on Tangerine Press in September. It's called Being the Fire, and again, you'll find his words everywhere, so go check them out. Of course, if you are a new listener of Studio Break, I want to remind you that there are plenty of episodes on StudioBreak.com. There's an archive feature. You can, of course, check out all of the great images, links that we have in the post, as well as these interviews. You'll also notice there is a hyperlink for the iTunes uh, subscription. So, again, please subscribe there. You can leave us feedback there. It also just helps uh, with other people finding this podcast. So please help uh, spread the word. If you feel so generous, you can make a donation on studiobreak.com. It just helps uh, keep everything uh, going smooth. So we thank you for that. And, of course, please get the word out. Again, you can like and follow our Facebook page. You can find us on Tumblr. That's studio-break.tumblr. And, of course, send us cool tweets, all your studio musings, artwork, words, animation to at Studio Break on Twitter. Say hello. Thanks once again to Skylar Mail for providing the music to Studio Break. You can, of course, check out his website and artwork at SkylarMail.com. If you'd like, please visit my website as well. That's DavidLinaway.com, and you can see some of the paintings that I've been working on in the past uh, chunk of time. Again, plenty of different work there to check out, so please do that, DavidLinaway.com. And that's it for today's episode. Again, we hope that you enjoyed listening. We hope to hear from a lot of you. And we'll talk to you real soon.